Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin, and Eric is unable to join me as this is a special edition, a bonus episode, as it were, of SLC Punkcast. Uh, we are fortunate enough to get to do an in-person interview with somebody who doesn't live here in Utah, as that's typical. Uh, our usual in-person where we get to be in the same room as the interviewees. Uh, they're typically from Salt Lake, but uh, as we have done before with bands such as Houston and the Dirty Rats, and yes, it is them for the third time, they were in town, got a call, it was kind of last minute, we threw something together, wanted to know what they're up to, and share it with you, and why not put it in an episode and listen to some cool music along the way. So Eric will be joining me for the next episode, as per usual, uh, you know, usual schedule, usual type of episode we do. This one here, I'm going to be focused around some bands that I discussed with Houston, Gerard, and Felix. Uh, we'll be talking with them here shortly. We'll also include the interview with the episode here. But let's get to some music because uh, we get together for a music podcast to check out some music. So we are going to get into the, the first band. And like I said, all the bands, bands that we discussed during the interview, so some of them we're going to talk about before they talk about them, but then we will talk about uh, all the other bands that we'll be playing during the interview, and they'll be being played post-interview. So we're going to first discuss the band Symptoms. Gerard mentioned them. They uh, are from Portland. Uh, they've been a band since 2012, so congratulations to that band. Ten-year anniversary. And Houston and the Dirty Rats 10-year anniversary will be next year, so we'll be doing another one uh, in person, just like we did this time around. Uh, Symptoms released an EP called Welcome to My Storm, which came out May of this year. Yes, we're going to include some new music at the beginning of the show, like we usually do. And Symptoms, Welcome to My Storm, again, four I think it was four tracks. Uh, EP came out in May. They're from Portland in Oregon. I think it's about time we play some music, so let's get into that first track uh, of the show, the track from Symptoms off of that release. It is called Let Down, so you won't be let down. Let's just take a listen. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, everybody 
Symptoms that was let down. Uh, good stuff coming at us from Portland. We're going to stay out here on the West Coast for the next two bands, kind of. We'll get into that more in the, the, the next song after this one. First up, though, a band from San Diego, Demand Less. They released Micromanage, which was released earlier this year, January 10th of 2022. They formed as a band in 2019, and you can find, well, I forgot to mention, you can find Symptoms on Facebook at Symptoms PDX, and over on Instagram, you can find them at Symptoms Rock and Roll PT2. Then you can find over on Instagram at Demand Less Official, so go find both these bands, check them out, follow them. Uh, a lot of the bands that we play on the show, including a lot of the bands on this show, you can go find their stuff over on Bandcamp. Go support the bands, go support them at the shows when they're touring, which we will definitely discuss with Houston and the Dirty Rats, but also the next band that we're going to be playing. And least we could do is go over to their social medias, follow them, and you can see what they are up to in that aspect. So let's get into some demand less off of Micromanage. This track is called I Just Want to Play Punk Rock. I just want to play punk rock. Go check out Micromanage. Go check out the band. Again, like I apologized in the last episode and probably will for the next few, we're recording in the garage. Garage is not quite turned into a recording studio yet. Bit of an echo. My apologies. 
next up, we're going to be playing the band Some Kind of Nightmare. Speaking of touring, right? That's what I was talking about. This band is like the perennial tour, the Road Warriors. Uh, Shy and Molly, fantastic. Had them on episode 47 way back in May of 2018. So if you want to go check out that interview, you definitely should. You can go find them on tour somewhere. They are probably in a town near you, and if they're not, they're going to be, or they just were, and then they probably will be again because uh, that is exactly how the band is fantastic touring the majority of the year. When they're not, they are based out of San Diego. Uh, Why wouldn't you be with uh, warm weather? At least they were. Uh, Right now, they just started their next tour, so... If you're curious as to the where they will be, uh, they're starting uh, yesterday. It was Memphis. Then uh, coming up, Nashville, Eaton, Ohio, Chicago, Des Moines, Kansas City, Denver, Fort Collins, Rock Springs. They'll be here in Salt Lake at Aces High Saloon on October 10th. Reno, Nevada, uh, Crockett, California, Fresno, San Diego, Tarzana, Las Vegas, Tempe, Tucson, El Paso, San Antonio, Houston, Austin, Denton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Fort Smith in Arkansas, St. Louis, Paducah in Kentucky. And we're now into November, November 4th. Uh, They will be determining the venues, but it'll be Cleveland, Detroit, Kenosha, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Madison, St. Cloud, Anoka, Minnesota, Cedar Rapids, Davenport, Peoria, Bloomington, Lexington in Kentucky, Dayton, Frostburg, Maryland, and Erie, PA on the 20th, now through November 20th. There's a quick rundown. Go follow them at SCON, the band, S-K-O-N, the band. That is some kind of nightmare. You can head over to Facebook if you prefer at some kind of nightmare band. And you can see where they're going to be. Some Kind of Nightmare has a track on a new charity compilation put out by the guys at Two Minute Minor. The compilation is called Up the Pups 2. You can go ahead over there, check out that compilation, check out all the bands, uh, all the merch, all the money that they're going to be raising will be going to no-kill shelters. Pretty awesome what they're doing. Uh, Looking forward to further checking it out. I picked up the compilation digitally this morning. Looking forward to checking out all the hard copy and merch and all the stuff that's going to go with it later today. But I noticed some kind of nightmare has a track on there. It's called Bombs and Jobs. Uh, We're going to get into that track right now. So here we go. Bombs and jobs from Some Kind of Nightmare. I'm free Left behind, nowhere 
and Jobs as some kind of nightmare. If you haven't seen them, you should. And if you haven't, you're not paying enough attention to the bands that are coming to your town uh, because they've got to be coming to a town near you. Uh, awesome bands, some kind of nightmare. We will talk more about them in the interview here coming up momentarily. Uh, Houston and the Dirty Rats. We're going to get into that interview. We're going to play a track from the band. Uh, it's the newest track they released July 1st of 2020. Uh, we'll talk more about new music coming from the band here uh, during the interview. Uh, if you missed either of those first two interviews, they were one of our first interviews way back in March of 2018 before the show had even hit a year old. That's episode 37.5, Houston and Dirty Rats doing a similar episode like what we're doing right now. And then uh, episode 98, which was May of 2019, second time the band came through uh, Salt Lake City, at least when we were doing the podcast, and had them on the show then. And now we have this episode. So uh, we'll get into that track, Fräulein. They're not typically singing in German, not that they are in this one, but they're using the word Fräulein, and it was a single that was released July 1st of 2020. If for some reason you're unaware of the band, they are from New Jersey, basically. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, at Houston Dirty Rats on both Instagram Facebook. So here we go. <laughs> Joining me now, Houston and the Dirty Rats for the third time. Mm-hmm. And the third time in person. Most of our interviews, as people will know, there's very few that aren't bands from Salt Lake City that actually join me in person. You guys do every time. <laughs> there's still a big last pain between all of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awesome that you guys are back. Uh, Different drummer every time. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Different drummer every time. We're very, we're very spinal tapping. You know, it's funny because I'm actually supposed to be the second guitar player. The problem is, is that our real drummer got a job at CBS in Jacksonville and uh, has no time for us. Anymore. He had to move to Florida, so like, yeah. 
Uh, we, we keep telling him he's not allowed to garden, you know, like, like <laughs> we don't want a bizarre gardening accident to happen, you know? <laughs> they, they can't keep me away from fire, but they can sure keep me away from gardening tools. <laughs> so is that something you're looking to do then, is to find somebody else so you do have a second guitar? Yes, okay. because um, we actually, uh, we'll probably talk about it more in the interview, but uh, we have an album we worked on, and he played guitar on the whole album. Oh, awesome. So, like, hopefully... Next time we roll through, we'll have four members for the first time. That will be awesome. Well, uh, you have to guard your microphones a little more. <laughs> no, no offense to Tony, but Felix has a lot more personality than Tony. You know, I'm sorry, because they were telling me, because like, uh, I was actually supposed to join them on that tour, um, but I got chewed out by a bunch of locals and sadly had to not. But like, they were, they were telling me that. Tony Bones would literally just sit there and like every single quiet. time these two tried to talk to him he would be like, that's great, now leave me alone. He was, very <laughs> he, he was a great guy, I love Tony, he just was very reserved, you know. He was very super reserved. nice yes. and very super quiet, nice. great guy. Just really quiet. Fortunately, uh, the two of you carried it on. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> we got, what is it, uh, we have Robin Hood and Little John, you know, we just keep it going. <laughs> I don't really have a choice. Uh, well, that's I awesome. I guess that makes me the friar. <laughs> you, know, got, you got a little bit of hair somewhere, friar. Yeah. <laughs> well, Houston. still all at the top of my head. <laughs> Houston, Gerard, and now Felix, thank you for joining me. You guys are in the middle, well, I should say you're two-thirds of the way through your tour. Nine-week yeah. tour this time. The last one was the 100 shows in 100 days. I still have Jesus my shirt. Christ. I would have worn it today, but... Most of my shirts are still packed in boxes. A lot of my house is still under construction. But I know I have it because I packed it up. And plus the shirt I got from the previous tour as well. So It's somewhere in this vicinity. It's right. It's in the, I've got like seven boxes full of my shirts. It's in there. No, right on. I always think it's cool when, uh, especially on this U.S. tour, we've been running into people and they say that they have a 100 shows tour shirt because I know I sold all of them. We had I like two or 300 of them, but it's really wild when people say they have. I'm proof, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm proof. <laughs> yeah, right on front it said, I'm proof that Houston the Dirty Rats played See, 100 shows in 100 days. It's funny because he convinced me that it'd be okay if I didn't have one because he's like, you're living proof. You were there, and it's like, well, I still want the shirt for riding the ride. Like, I still want the shirt for riding the ride. Um, well, we'll have to dig through the garage, and I can give you one of the misprints because we have we have some. Uh, so many. We have some, not too many, but I think we have like forty misprints of the hundred show shirt, or, because you can't read the dates. The, oh. like, the ink on the back got all like messed up. Okay. Yeah, so I could give you one of the no, misprints. Really gonna I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, you know, luckily I was there, so. <laughs> well, that was 100 shows in 100 days. Nine weeks, what is that, 60-something uh, like, days? Like, yeah, 60-some-odd shows. And I think, 68 days. And it's pretty cool because, like, since we're not killing ourselves this time, like, out of nine uh, weeks, I think we have about a week off. It's not, it's not consecutively, but, like, okay. a day here, two days we there, have about you know? a one day a week. Yeah. You know. Which yesterday, because you came to Salt Lake and unfortunately show fell through, so you were not able to actually play in Salt Lake this yeah, time. Yeah, unfortunately. We got to make friends. That's great. Got to see some old friends. That's yeah, great, too. That was the coolest Probably thing. Probably a great thing about tour, right? Meeting new friends and seeing old friends. It was good to see some of their faces. I mean, I haven't seen some of those guys in like 
three, four years. Yeah. I've never seen those guys before. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you people? What are you doing? Here? Who are you people? <laughs> so, seeing old friends, meeting new friends, right? Yes. <laughs> and um, what's the, the coolest thing that's happened in the three or four years since we've been to Salt Lake is now you guys have one of the greatest rock and roll bars in the Pacific Northwest. I know a lot of people don't is consider Salt Lake, Northwest? but like, I'm like, Salt Lake's close it's enough close to enough. Washington. It's not... It's not the east or west coast, you know, it's like kind of like that north corner. I, people do west coast tours and we're never on it. West. Yeah. But then we're not really the Midwest because the Midwest is like on the other side of Colorado. Yeah. And so we're like the Rocky Mountains, but what's the Rocky Mountains? Like exactly. I guess Colorado, Idaho, Utah, maybe Montana, but not mm. many people go through Montana anyway. Um, so, <laughs> but I, we love Montana. But well, was, there you go. Good. Yeah, Montana gets skipped more than we do. I'll say that, unfortunately, for Montana. That's regrettable. Yeah. Because they're missing out. Anyone who misses Montana is missing out. Well, they should add them all on. Keep the Rocky Mountains. The drawback is is we're best traveled March through probably October. Otherwise, you're, you're you gambling uh, some, Guys, if you're some snow. If you're listening, go to Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman is cool. Bozeman and Missoula are Bozeman really cool. Bozeman or Missoula. Just, Even yeah. if you've got an off day. Just if you're at the Sunrise Saloon, don't play the stage with the wagon wheels. Play the other stage if you're a punk. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was because the then time. they'll just that tell you time. to turn it down. You'll, you'll kill the first song, and then everybody'll be like, "What was that?" I don't think I've ever cleared a room so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, you don't book a punk rock band at a cowboy bar, you know? Yeah, uh, the bar's not even my hat could save. Felix is wearing a cowboy hat that he yes, proudly he bought in Omaha, oh, Nebraska, right? Nebraska. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I needed a new belt, and I'm like, well, what's better than, like, you know, a cowboy belt? A they're not supposed to break, right? Yeah, they're supposed yeah, he, to be durable. Gerard has this awesome uh, cowboy belt now. That we, it's a black oh, leather belt that. with all this, like, tooling, like, kind of like lines like and stuff. It yeah. Looks, sorry. It looks like an alligator. It's oh, yeah. oh, no, it's We're an alligator. I'm nice. an idiot. Okay. I mean, it's not actually it, an alligator, because, like, I don't know if I could ever, <laughs> A, afford that, gator. or B, want Walmart brain to ever imagine an alligator in that position. But, hey, it's really cool. It is really cool. The, it's cool, and it's not the traditional giant, you know, uh -huh. world championship belt buckle. I went through my belt buckle phase, and it, there were some really you kitschy, stupid phase? things. The coolest one I ever got was from like, what was it Florida? And it had this beautiful ironwork done on it, and it had like, uh, like an entire like, what was it? It was a, um, it was like a reef. Okay. It was like an entire reef etched out into iron. That's awesome. And that was, I still have it. It's my favorite belt buckle I own, and I never wear it because. I don't really wear belt buckles anymore. I'm with you. I my coolest one I had. It's about I don't know the size, half the size of a fist, I suppose. Maybe the size of a fist. Not that big. Anyway, That's it has like a knight's helmet, right? And looks pretty cool, like a medieval jousting knight. Oh, that cool. kind of helmet, and then you lift it up, and the, it's like a ghoulish zombie face oh, underneath, dope. which was awesome, and I loved it. But I just don't really. I don't even wear belts anymore, let uh -huh. alone. I'm like too fat of an ass. I kind of need to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I have the opposite problem, but I still need the belt. <laughs> well, you were talking about the bar. So I was, yeah, I was gonna say, um, in Salt Lake, you guys have Aces High. Yes, which is has opened since, since you guys since we came yes. through and. Coolest bar. 
last night, I, I had, like, because you have to see, like, all my friends that have been touring the country have been like, Salt Lake City, Ace is high. Salt Lake City, Ace is high. Yep. You have to play there. You have to check it out. So when we rolled through yesterday, we checked out a house show that was going on. And then after the house show, we had, I was like, we have to go to Ace is high. And I met Spence, the owner. Yep. Such a cool guy. He, he plays in, uh, I think, Endless Struggle, th the local, like, street punk so. band. think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and such a cool bar, such a, such a cool owner. Like, yeah. I think, like, him and I think his partner or wife, they, uh, they're co-owners. Yeah, I believe and, so, yes. Uh, such a cool they're spot. They're such lifers that they call the Jack and Coke of the Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five dollar yeah. lemmies. Five dollar yeah. lemmies, man. Yes. It was great. Like, if, uh, if anybody who's listening to the SLC Punk cast, you definitely, if you're ever in Salt Lake, you have to go to Aces High. It's so cool. Well, hopefully you get booked there on the next time that around. That literally, um, when we were leaving the bar last night, the owner like was like hugging me and he was like, next time you're here. That, that, no ifs, ands, or buts. You got the connection so, already then. You're yeah. ready to go, ready to yeah. set it up. Well, time to start booking for next year. And, and plenty of bands locally to play. I mean, uh, Salt Lake and not a... You know, I'm more familiar with obviously this local scene as opposed to others, but still, we're a smaller city, grand scheme of things, but still a, a good punk scene. But uh, most of the shows are just a mixture. You, you don't get like, it's all the street punk bands playing at one show or uh, all the hardcore bands at one show. It's typically a, a good mixture. So like you'll line night, it up and you'll play with a bunch of cool bands. Last yeah. night was pretty, like, actually pretty focused in terms oh, of good. genre. Like there, there, it was like it was all metal, but um, but Will from there, there's a band called Skullfuck yep. that opened up and like he was telling me about yeah like they'll play like variety bills all the time where you got like a shoegaze band next to a like a grindcore band next to a street punk band next to like you know whatever doom metal kind of it, right it's, it's great I love those kinds of shows yeah get a lot of that here Eric that co-hosts the show with me. His band is somewhere between hardcore and, and metal, uh, and he, he plays all sorts of shows just himself with you know a variety of uh, sounds that you're going to hear, so it's pretty awesome. And maybe you'll play with Anonymous, that's his band, on the next go-round. Right on, yeah. yeah. Salt Lake has a really cool scene. I was talking to one of my friends that we met uh, from like all the times we rolled through. Um, I think the band, it, it's hard with some of these grindcore and hardcore bands. Like We have a lot of grindcore bands I think here. The, I think his, his band's called Rivets. Or, Ribbons. Or, Ribbons. 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 It's yeah. Ribbons. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they, they were great last night. And I was talking to Jake, the guitar player from Ribbons, and we were just talking about how it's not always those main cities anymore. Like, like, like with the way that the world is right now, you don't go to Los Angeles or uh, New York City to see good underground talent. Right. You go to Des Moines, Iowa. You go to um, Vero Beach, Florida. The you go. You go to like Salt Lake everybody. City. Right. You know, it's it's these places you wouldn't think. Like twenty, thirty years. Um, on Saturday, we're playing Wenatchee, Washington. Oh. Garbage. garbage. Garbage day. Garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door because I think it has less echo. We've only been recording this last week as the basement is under yeah, yeah, yeah. construction. So only been in the garage as it is the last week. So I figured I'd try the door open as we're at a time of day where there's typically less traffic, but it is garbage day. <laughs> hey, no, it's okay. Um, 
No, I was going to say, though, uh, what was it? We're going to be in Wenatchee, Washington on Saturday, and they have such a great scene. And you'd be like, Wenatchee? If I told, like, some, like, average individual that wasn't on the circuit of, like, underground music, they're like, yeah, we're playing Wenatchee, Washington. And they'd be like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, go there. You'll find out. You'll play to a packed Wenatchee, bar. Wenatchee, Washington. Hayes, Kansas. Bremerton, Washington. Oh, yeah. Bremerton has a great yeah. scene. Bremerton, Washington. Andy and Angel, what up? Yeah. Bremerton is a better scene than New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to beat the New Jersey scene. Yeah. Let's <laughs> that, that's hang a- on, hang on. I still got her up home, but like, it's a very good community out there. Every time we go on it's tour, just clicky. That's the only problem. People always ask us, uh, "Oh, we got to get out your way. We got to come to New Jersey." And we always say, "No, you don't. No, you, don't. No, you <laughs> absolutely don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Not even a little bit." Just recommend somewhere not too far yeah, away then. I would say, I would say. <laughs> There's one place we will ever book you, and it is the Mill Hill Basement, because that is the only place that likes outsiders. It's true. Wow. That it's like, it's like this underground punk rock dive that's left in New Jersey, but still a, a win when I'm running shows is like 30, 40 people. You know, it's like Salt Lake City. Yesterday was Thursday, and there was like 100 kids in this dude's garage. Like, right. that doesn't happen on <laughs> the East Coast, really. That's <laughs> too bad. Like a hardcore band. Unless you're a hardcore band or unless you're in the Southeast, because it, when people say they want to come out East, I always tell them, all right, you got to play Virginia or the Carolinas. Play um, Florida. Uh, Florida is the one next to Texas are like two of the best states to play. Awesome. Um, definitely not during hurricane season. Yeah. Avoid us in the winter months. And That's like what May, we always try. November, yeah. you're probably okay, but I would say no December through February here. And Florida, you probably don't want to book August, you're chancing it, but like September, uh, October, August, you probably yeah, don't want August to. August to November. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like so. Just, we, just, we just missed hurricane season. See, yeah. I chase storms and I monitor weather patterns and all that nerdy stuff. And like, I was like, watch. As soon as we leave Florida, as soon as we're like <laughs> on the other side of the country, hurricane season going to blow up. And it happened. There was a category four hurricane that just that just ran through, and we and we just played like maybe a month ago. Wow. And fortunately, we did miss it because. You know, Murphy's Law. Um, <laughs> while we were in Florida, our windshield wiper train went out. Like, like it's called the tr- windshield wiper transmission train, drivetrain. It's what makes the windshield wipers go back right. and forth. It just stopped working in Florida. Yeah, we were already in the middle of a storm. The train, so, like, uh, we now cool. know that we can't keep it all the way at like top speed because it's just a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. We were... Because you have to think, before the tour... Uh, made sure we the tires were good, the right. transmission, the engine, oil change, everything. But then the windshield wipers go out. Like, who is in Florida? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it rains every day, at least for a short period oh, of time, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yeah. You know what they say you about Florida? If you've never lived in Florida, you want to know what it's like to live in Florida? You take a hot shower, don't dry off, and put your clothes on. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> what they say about Utah's weather is if you don't like it, wait five minutes and it'll change. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday it was like that. I don't know if you, yeah. what time you guys rolled into town, but 
we were playing in the middle. Sunny about and 80 yesterday. Today we're only in the mid 60s, so the I'm weather's dropped 15 degrees. Listen, but yesterday you had sun and then clouds with pouring rain, and then the sun's back out. And then yeah. thunderstorms are back in, and it downpoured for like ten minutes. Yes, yeah, show the last band, <laughs> more than the last band, or a couple of the the like I guess one of the last bands they played during the thunderstorm, nice. and they had to halt the entire. So it was great for them because it forced everybody inside because it was this kind of a garage and like. The overflow people were kind of on the outside of the garage, but it forced everybody in. <laughs> but like they had to stop the music for like 15 minutes for, due to technical difficulties because nobody wanted to get electrocuted. It was, uh, <laughs> That's fair. The coolest fair. thing too yesterday was uh, there was a lot of instances where it wasn't raining, but it was thundering and lightning. Like right. it was like Very it was pleasing. storm. So like we were listening to doom metal and like sludge core, like <laughs> like stuff, and then Dumb. seeing like. <laughs> <laughs> the lights just like change, like almost like like nature's strobe lights, like like just in the in the distance. I was like, this is surreal. I'm like, you know, dude, like, we're in a music video. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude. the thing about being encapsulated in the mountains, like we are. We have one mountain range on one side of Salt Lake, and then another mountain range on the other. Plus, then you have Great Salt Lake, which the weather's changing because that is the lowest the Great Salt Lake has been in history of people living here anyway they've there's no longer a single boat they've pulled the last boats out of the great salt lake because it has basically worn away so much but we used to it would pull so much water that especially a little bit north of where i am you'd get just dumped as it would come through wow. and as the clouds come across they kind of hit the mountain ranges and then just slow down and then as they reach because we usually go west to east with the the clouds the clouds get to the larger mountain range over on the east, and then they just kind of hit and slow, and then you get dumping, you know, especially if you have extensive clouds. Like yesterday is kind of sporadic, so uh, you got the little bit here, 10 minutes there kind of deal, but... Yesterday was great for photography. I bet, I Listen, bet. maybe I'm a psychopath, <laughs> but I love the rain, and I never want to see another day above 80. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 80s you hit Salt Lake at a good time then. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, it was pretty wild uh, driving through the Northwest because the, the tour routing on this is a little wild. We were in the Northwest, like about a month. Zigzagging all over the place. Yeah, we were in the Northwest about a month ago, and then now we're looping back and we're gonna fly to Alaska, and we, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But um, wow. I see the look on your face. Yeah, um, I know. That's what everybody's been looking at. Got, I, love I already have questions. Reaction. I gotta uh, like um, put the questions on the back burner, so I'm actually paying attention to what you're saying now. But <laughs> while <laughs> while we were driving through the Northwest, it was almost tragic though because the the whole Northwest has been so dry. I mean, the whole country was in a heat advisory or so you yeah. know, in the U.S. Quite a few because, times. Because yeah. uh, even out east by us. 100 degree days, you know, I did an acoustic tour in July, it was 107 in Oklahoma, like, super hot all throughout the country, but I didn't expect it to be like that in the Northwest, and when we were driving through Montana, the Idaho Panhandle, um, not even this that it was was warm now, it was the damage, you know, it was the damage from the whole summer, and I guess spring of heat, because everywhere we went through was burnout. I'm used to that in Wyoming, you know, yeah. Wyoming, when you drive through, you just see dead grass. I mean, that's a lot of Wyoming, but 
driving through Montana that's normally lush and green and uh, eastern Washington that's lush and green, you would just see these very sad looking pine trees and burned out grass. And then to that's hear good. that Salt Lake is drying up, it's surreal. Yeah. I guess it's just the extreme heat the, co the country's been going through. Yeah. Or it could just be the fact that the earth is dying. I mean, that too. That too, <laughs> Mr. Positive. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Back to the tour. Okay. Back to the tour. The Earth is dying now. Uh, Which is why we have to tour now. Catch us up on the six weeks. So you've zigzagged. Where have you been? Name. Uh, everybody. Name at least one place that you enjoyed this time okay, for right, what reason and where. Count of three. No. All right. One, two, three. Vero oh, Beach. <laughs> uh, Vero Beach is in Florida. It's kind of northern Florida. Um, it's not. It's like south of Jacksonville, okay. and St. Augustine, and stuff. Um, in between, I think Orlando and Jacksonville. And uh, Vero Beach is pretty much just a retirement town for uh, a lot of seniors and stuff. Or so um, we thought. So or so we <laughs> thought. But Isn't they're that mostly Florida anyway. Every yeah, it's true. Yeah, that that's is that's mostly true. Florida. So many characters. We pulled up to the place. There was always this, this guy named Anthony Tarantino. Shout out. Um, Great hairstylist. Great hairstylist. Absolute chaos of a man. Chaos of an individual. He I love was a him hoot. with all my heart. Um, but anyhow, Vero Beach was wild because people had told me for a long time there's this bar called The Stamp. And they call it The Stamp because I think it's, it's two stamp. reasons. One, it's about I, the size it's, of this room. Uh, not even, the or maybe, bar. maybe the whole bar, yeah. But anyhow, they call it The Stamp because it's A, the size of a postage stamp, and B, it's across the street from the post office, which is pretty okay. funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's this dive, like this super duper diviest dive bar that's only 15 minutes from all the retirement communities. <laughs> and a lot of college kids and younger people all go there to drink and they hang out. It's very interesting, like town. seeing all the BMWs, Mercedes, and Jaguars, like, you know, just all lined up on the road. It's like, where it's like, who? Where are those people? Because <laughs> uh, they're definitely not at our show. But they all went to bed by that point. But anyhow, with uh, with Vero Beach, the thing that was crazy was uh, the bartender actually stopped serving drinks, stood on top of the bar, and said he wouldn't serve another drink unless uh, we played an encore. So that was super cool. Awesome. And he, he did insane. it, and he did it twice, Absolute I believe. Manic oh, he, energy he, he, the whole night. He, was, he was on top of that bar like at least five times that evening. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny because I walked in with such a bitter attitude. I was like, this is going to be bad. Because like nobody we, was we there. We've proven you wrong quite like, a few times. <laughs> and then like out of nowhere, like a rain shower in Florida, the people came. And we blew the doors off the place. Yeah, that was Sounds a really like, uh, Highland, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good set. Um, that was great. And then uh, another, like Senia, you asked about the route. So oh, we're Jesus. from New Jersey. So when I was looking at the route we were working with, I knew that the only time we could really do Florida was in the beginning of the tour. So we worked our way down the coast. Um, another great show when we were working our way down the coast was. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. We did really well. The last few times we've been there have been almost magical. And this was probably one of the best times. It was Thank Tuesday you, night, Burek. and it what was up, great. Burek? Yeah, Rick from uh, uh, Geared mm. for Productions Geared is awesome. super cool. The loveliest um, man in the world. If you're ever Everyone in, else might hate your dog, off but I sure love him. <laughs> <laughs> Pistol Pete, an embodiment of pure evil. He's this, li <laughs> <laughs> He's this little chihuahua that's, uh, <laughs> that's Rick's He's dog. He's a bastard. <laughs> He's, he'll, he'll sit on your lap, but don't pet him because he'll bite you or yeah. piss on you. There's always there's like signs around the house, and it's like, don't. Don't 
pet the dog. It's for himself when you want Pistol Pete. <laughs> it's like there's Cerberus and then Pistol Pete. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Best guard dog in the world. Best guard dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we were worked our way down the coast. Uh, Roanoke, Virginia was great too. On our way going to like South Carolina and Florida, uh, we played all weekend there. And we had never played Roanoke before, but there was a lot of people that had reached out and said they wanted us to play for a while. About Flying like Panther. about six months or so, and we played this place called the Flying Panther Skate Shop. It's like a giant auto Super garage cool. that's, that's awesome. been incorporated. It's been like a giant auto garage that's been turned into a skate park slash like music cool. uh, DIY they space. They have all the decks in the back, but um, like as soon as you go into the garage, there's the half pipe. Yeah, it was wow. super cool. And then... Um, Fugazi played there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. After we played Florida, we worked our way towards the Midwest and stuff. Okay. Uh, we pl actually played a uh, punk rock festival called uh, the Punk Rock Barbecue in Omaha, Nebraska. Sweet. And... Uh, it was really cool because uh, Direct Hit were the headliners. Awesome. So we got to open for Direct Hit. It was very nice Hit. getting to meet them. I bet. They still look cool, guys. Yeah, they were really cool. Awesome. Uh, the night before that, we had played in like Des Moines, Iowa, and that was amazing. That was, that was one of another one of the that great a, magical nights on yeah. this tour. Um, the owner of this bar we played uh, called Boggs Hull Avenue Tavern. Bog like shook our hand like nice man. Yeah, Bog is like if you think of uh, Des Moines, Iowa, you would think of someone like Bog. He was like this giant kind of almost like farmer cornfield dude, but it was super <laughs> heavy metal headed guy. But like he was just like, oh yeah, man, yeah, nothing to be, you know. He was all like super cool and like friendly and like. And like shaking our hands, and like it was one of those things where like he shook it, my hand, and I felt like his palm engulfed my entire hand. <laughs> it made me feel normal like, for once. Yeah, because he was like six four or six six, giant guy, like super Big cool. Guy, super I was, yeah, I, I was in yeah. the bar twice that night because I, I was just feeling kind of in my head. But I was in the bar for the music, and then to meet Bog. And for those like maybe five minutes that I that I met Bog, it, it was like we've known each other for five years. Yeah, he, he was really so cool. He really just makes you feel like you're one of the family. That's yeah. awesome. He's a really nice guy. And like, hey, man, you want a beer? I'll buy all your merch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after we played, like, the, no, was it Nebraska, Iowa, then we started cutting through to uh, some of my favorite states, which I was talking about earlier, where we were going through, uh, we went through South Dakota, and we played uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and we Little played garage. a garage. <laughs> wow. And uh, it was super cool. We played this dude's garage, and it was a small show. But it's one of those things where, like, sometimes you'd play in front of 10, 12 people, and uh, it, you I have a better response. No, there, there were. Um, you'll have a better response than even if you played a to like 100 people. Because you have to think, we had played Omaha on that Saturday. And then the next day, like Sunday, we played... Um, Rapid City, South Dakota, and we had just played the festival opening for a direct hit and all that stuff, and it was great. We had a good response, but those kids in Rapid City, South Dakota, they just, I felt like the energy and stuff, because you have to think, it was back to back, and here we are playing over 100 people, this whole festival and all this stuff, this is great, and then we just go to a garage and play to like a handful of people, and I was like, wow, this magic moment. Like cool. The energy was crazy. Um, and then what was even crazier is uh, the dude whose house we played actually has a radio show. Um, I don't know what off time. I think it's like 
Jimmy's something punk, like pogo punk thing. I'll definitely link it wow. to you. Okay. You um, finally forgot a thing. I know. I'm really good. I'm really good at. What, what was what was tricking me up is the guy has like his real name, and then he has his like his uh, radio show name that he does for the college. Okay. So I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I know his real name. His real name's like Brian, but that his name like for the radio show is like Jimmy something, and I'm like. Well, I learned his real name, and I'm like, oh, geez, he has two names. Um, I'm really good with names, but when there starts being two, I'm like, oh, no. Um, but anyhow, we played his house, and when we were leaving uh, to go to do his radio show at the local college in Rapid City, um, our van wouldn't start. And we thought it was the battery. I called AAA. We're in west nowhere yeah, south dakota yeah, was... we can't get um like like triple a said... oh and it was on memorial day no it was on uh, uh, labor, labor day, day. Labor. so guess then, what's yeah. not open well labor day was the next day so that was even worse because it's like the sunday before labor day and it's the whole thing where we're talking triple a and they say the best that they could do Support is labor unions. <laughs> the best they could do is tow us to a um to a shop that wouldn't thing. be open because it's Labor Day the next right. day. Here's the thing about <laughs> Rapid City, though. Everybody is a mechanic, including Yeah, Jimmy. including the guy that owned the house. He was, or, uh, or lived there. He was like an ex-auto mechanic. You oh, know, cool. He had, uh, he had retired and stuff. So the next day, he was like, yeah, man, just just uh, go go to get, uh, get a new battery. I'll swap the battery. So I did that. It wasn't the battery. And then he's like, oh, well, it's probably either the alternator or the starter with, the, the, with the mileage the on the van because the van's at like 150,000. Okay. And, and he's getting a little old. And yeah, our van's getting a little old. 2009 well, is not as recent as we all think. <laughs> yeah, like when we first came on the SLC podcast, that van was like brand new. You know, like not brand new, but it was new to us. Right. It only had like 40,000 miles on it. Um, but anyhow, I digress. Um, it's got like 160. <laughs> the guy, the guy ended up saying he's like, "Oh, let's take out the starter," and he takes the starter off, and it's just rattling like a maraca. He's like, "This don't sound right, man." He's like, "I've been working on cars a long time," and he was. And then we go to the auto parts store, and the guy's gonna like. They took one look at it. Yeah, literally, the guy's like, "I'm like, I like uh, my friend, the Brian, who did the work and mm -hmm. stuff uh, that has the radio show." Um, He's like, oh, should, should you test it? Make sure see if it's good or not. And the guy just shakes it. And he's like, this will break my machine. <laughs> I know for a fact this is busted. So then we bought a new starter. And then pretty much in like half hour, like almost like clockwork, like freaking NASCAR, um, uh, Brian swapped out our starter. And we started hitting the road, uh, driving to Montana. you know. And then we drove through Montana and like eastern Washington. And that's where I was talking earlier. We saw like the the how dry everything was and right. stuff, you how know. Dry I am. And then we hung out in Seattle for a few days, and um, we played Bremerton. Had a great show there. Worked our way down through California. California's kind of hit or miss. Um, it's it's been hard for us over the years <laughs> just because we're from New Jersey. It's so far out, and like sometimes there are, like there are some amazing individuals we've met in California, but there are some of the California types where I don't know if it's like clicky or they're just super stoned like who knows like it's like it is you just message them and they never get back to you and it's like my new jersey like mental like perspective would be like oh they just don't like me they don't want to book me they don't like my fan but when actually it's probably they're just like oh man i'm gonna go surfing today and uh i don't even have a cell phone you know like like i feel like you run into some of that stuff out because it's like gorgeous in cali and then we went through like the Southwest, uh, 
like Vegas and Tempe and uh, Texas was great. We played a Tuesday in Austin at Kick Butt Coffee, and that, that was, was great. great. We've had some great incredible spot. Tuesdays this tour. Yeah, we did. Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Friday. Yeah. Can't change my mind. I'd say some of our Tuesdays were better than Fridays. I mean, the Friday in West Virginia we played in the beginning of the tour. I should have mentioned that. Um, oh, that was an incredible. We played show. a like most authentic West Virginia experience. We played a shack. So you so you think like if <laughs> to play in West Virginia you have to go to like downtown Morgantown or Charleston or something. No, these guys had a double wide. <laughs> you may find with, yourself with a shack out back and like <laughs> the, the whole time back. whole time we're driving there, it's like the deliverance or wrong turn, you know? <laughs> you're thinking you're we, just we, hearing we banjos. Like, we were gonna we we're gonna hit some pothole and get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Like it was one lane unpaved road. In many ways there was like a, a strip of grass in the middle wow. and then like dirt tire tracks that you're following. And then it was insane. Oh, it was great. And everybody there was so cool. So cool. You, th- you think they're a bunch of hicks? Nah. nah, dude. That's awesome. But like, um it's like it's like we it's like going home. One of the yeah. most one of the most like together communities. I'm sorry, let I've me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It was better than going home because we're not even that well received at home. <laughs> uh, it's New Jersey. You're never New Jersey. Be well you know? received <laughs> at home because, yeah, because think about where we come from. I know where and, we uh, come from. To what was it? Uh, to put it in a nutshell. Um, the last really great thing was Pro uh, Puebla. I keep screwing up. Uh, Pueblo. Provo, I think, is Utah. Right? Provo's yes. Utah. Utah. Pueblo's so, Colorado. Pueblo's Colorado. Pueblo's Colorado. And it's he's not. It's to call it Portobello. Portobello. I thought it was. I thought it's where the mushrooms came from. I thought it was Portobello. <laughs> 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 we live in the mushroom capital. I know. I know. I know. I know. Pueblo, Colorado, my favorite city in Italy. Um, <laughs> to explain Gerard's comment there, with uh, we actually we were from New Jersey, but we're living outside of Philadelphia right now. And we live in Kennett Square, which is the mushroom capital of the world. 68% of the world's mushrooms. It's hilarious. They got wow. a mushroom festival every single it's year. It's insane. It's like it's the hilarious. mushrooms you buy in the grocery store? Kind yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Awesome. It smells Why? like cow manure <laughs> at night, but it's actually okay. just mushrooms. Yeah, the whole town smells no, like it's, cow poop. It's, it's, but. Actually, it's actually pig. It's actually pig poo? It's All pig. right. Cow pig poop does poo. not smell that bad. No. <laughs> I worked on a farm for like six years, like... Well, if it's pig poop, I mean, it, yeah, no wonder why it's there's all these uh, fungi everywhere. You can uh, probably actually find truffles in Kennet Square. <laughs> it's like the manure, the manure out there is top tier, but my God, do I want to die? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, but yeah, so Pueblo, Colorado, I would definitely say, uh, Dustin. It's probably not too far of a hike for you in some. I mean, it's probably like ten hours or something. If you ever, <laughs> I don't know you. Well, he, you know, he, does, say, he does road in trips. Perspective well, for, for us, that's a hop, skip, uh, and a Like the East Coast, that's like forever. You'd pass. I don't know. Kind uh, of. Ten days worth of shows to yeah. get to that ten hours. Kind probably. Of. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I know you Small do road space. trips sometimes and stuff. And I would highly recommend. There's this place. It's called the CR23 Bomb Shelter in Pueblo. Okay. And it's, uh, a DIY venue place. with an amazing local scene, very similar to Salt Lake. Like, kind of when I was talking about Jake earlier from Rims, yeah. uh, it's those places you would never think. Because Denver, every time we come through, has been all right. But Pueblo, our show was set up with only a couple days' notice because it turned out there was some miscommunication with the person that set up the show. And literally, with only a couple days' notice, there were still like 50 people in that basement and uh it's not even a basement it's like an underground house that was built to kind of like withstand 
um, probably like a nuclear blast nice. or or uh, tornadoes and stuff like that. But anyhow, this like it's an underground house, all cinder blocks and jazz. And normally on the weekends they have like a couple hundred people, hundred people there. And I'm like, that's insane for local crowds, like. Especially out east, you're lucky if you get 40 people, you know, sometimes lucky on a if weekend. You get four. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're lucky if you get four people. You know, uh, we've played shows in New England, like Boston on a Friday night, and there's four or five people in the audience, you know, even, wow. even at like a downtown bar, you know, it's like, but. It's just the attitude up there. It's like, if you go into the bar, the, the people who usually come into the bar is like, give me a beer. I don't care about music. I just got off of a long day of work. I don't want to be fucking bothered. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's because uh, like the, the cost of living is so high. Um, plus, I, everybody lives on top of each other. So yeah, it's the, not that pleasant. Yeah. And well, like, I shit up. Sorry. You know, it's cool. Uh, the cost of living is so high in New England and Northeast that I think a lot of times it it trickles down to affecting the music scene. Because you have people that are working 70-hour shifts, 50, 60-hour work weeks, you know, like or not 70-hour shifts, I should say. 70-hour <laughs> work weeks, you know. Like, they work a lot. And then if they do have a Friday or Saturday off, they just want to, like, Netflix and, you know, like, not, not go out. And right. They have limited funds, you know. If they do want to go so out, high. it's like, why should I spend this $20 bill on you? Yeah. Why should I spend this $20 bill on you instead of, like, you know, getting smashed? Right. Yeah. Like, and that's really what it... <laughs> that's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not what it comes down to, but that is what I have seen and experienced. Yeah. And the, they the can Northeast, all share that. The me. Northeast is it's just incredibly clicky. Like, it's... It's the same, like, 50 people that you see everywhere. And they're always the ones who are... Pop if, if the show is populated, those are the people who are there. Uh, Nobody else. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it is what it is. I mean, that's why we nice tour. Least, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why, why we tour. you don't do, like, a week tour. Do you, like, you, you do nine weeks like, or 100 days. Yeah. We don't want to be, like, local, local, locals. Like, we played some gigs with, so, with some bands on this tour where it's, like... The only people they wanted in the audience were their girlfriends and their coworkers, and like they would leave as soon as I was like, "Stay for the other bands, right? Yeah, show some appreciation." I was gonna we say, drove, it's like we you drove know, like four thousand miles for this, and you're only gonna stay for somebody you could see down the street. That's we have I a mean. couple cool places or people here that put shows That's together the that they'll line part. it up where the local band will be like the last, they'll, or they'll have two or three local bands, and so they'll do like one, maybe two bands, then they'll put the touring band in, and then one or two bands after the fact. And it kind of helps uh, keep the crowd yeah. around, you know, keep that part of the crowd anyway. Around. Also, it's just like how we were talking about earlier. Like, I can't express enough for like every U.S. tour we've done. We always try to hit Salt Lake. Even this time around, we just stopped for a day off in Salt Lake. And it's just because the community is so great. You know, yeah. there are these pockets where we almost played anyway. Yeah. You know, we almost did. I mean, if the show had ended earlier, you know, we possibly, they would have thrown us on, you know, but it's, it's like a five band bill on a Thursday. That's, and that's very <laughs> Salt Lake too. Plus, you know, plus they, were, plus they were all grindcore bands and we would have sounded like the Teletubbies. Next yeah, time. yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but it's yeah. the reason, I mean, I wouldn't have minded that, but you know, the reason why people tour, like even when you look at back in the day, Nirvana was from Aberdeen, Washington. There was no one else really in the town that played music besides the Melvins. You know right. what I mean? Like small little town, small little scene. And then you tour and play with all these, like all these awesome places. Kids, if you want to thriving book a tour, scenes. don't do the major cities. It's don't do Chicago. Don't do New York. Don't do Los Angeles. You can kind of do Philly. I'll help you. I'll help you with Philly. It's hard. <laughs> Don't do... Uh, yeah, Philly like, is a little like New Jersey. 
It's a little quirky too. Um, but we love it. Philly's home. Yeah, Philly. Philly's probably one of the best places on the East Coast for live music. I mean, like it in took the us forever to get like, into Philly, though. And it, yeah, Philly doesn't like thank, new people. You need to find the right pockets because that's one thing too. Or sometimes in those metropolitan cities, there is you need to find the right people because there's a lot of like the pay-to-play venues. There's a lot of um, like uh, gatekeeping and stuff, but sometimes you do meet the right people that are more about the scene right. and stuff. And sometimes Shout those are to... even the people that are hated by those more official uh, yeah. pay-to-play promoters. <laughs> and stuff. The problem Shout is, out it's to a just... band that no longer exists. Ah, the yeah, problem yeah. is, you, you, it's like you don't know. Tom so-and-so, you don't know this guy? Oh, well, you can't play our venue. And then you go and meet Tom so-and-so, and he's a real piece of shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, what, what's the point? I would always joke where it's, it's, like, it's like, you don't know Tony Butts, you know? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about here? Like, <laughs> like, what, we all had to suck his dick, so do you. <laughs> Jesus. We all got the same uh, hep C, so oh, God. congratulations. Um, hey, we all got vaccinated <laughs> for that, by the way. We did, we did. Um, Just a joke. Anyway, I guess really the one thing when we're talking about Salt Lake uh, that came to mind, I was thinking... Um, another amazing scene that that's just kind of popped up. I mean, Salt Lake's always been great, but Hell Houston, yeah. Texas right now is that's exploding. That's awesome. There's this spot, um, like Trip I know sometimes six. you do your road trips, there's this spot called Trip Six, and they do this festival called Punksmas that oh, you yeah, might yeah. want to check out. Um, and Trip Six is so Such cool. Such a cool space. Like oh the God, owners yeah. of the Is that the one that's by a golf course or something like that? No. Oh, okay. It's like an old kind of motorcycle funny, bar. That's okay. It's kind of like out on the outskirts of town that um, uh, these, t- like a punk rock couple, like uh, a husband and wife, like they, uh, they literally uh, started, like, yeah, Cam and Summer, they started running this awesome punk rock venue, you know, and it's super like DIY, underground, it's sick, you know. It's. Really I remember cool. last year. I think we had Dead Seventy Seven from California on oh, cool. the show, and I think that was a show that they were doing, which put that, the that, punksmith or whatever you said it was, yeah, on my radio or my radar, and they. Uh, they went and played it, and I looked at who was playing. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty awesome show for you know a one night deal. Yeah, that they, they had lined up. They had like six, seven bands. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really cool venue. It's a really really cool people. Yeah, like they and summer. They're party animals. They stayed up all night getting blitzed, and I would have joined them if I didn't spend the day before getting blitzed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, Man, that was great. <laughs> that was definitely like the like one of those moments where, like I said, um, I we can be northeasterners and complain about the East Coast, but um, the reason why we do tour is to see these just amazing scenes, amazing people. You know, like a lot of times people like talk negatively about the United States, but I've met so many lovely and incredibly just awesome the thing is, individuals it's too big, driving through the, the country. The United States is too big of a country to think that the North, the East, is all that there is to it. There's just the most people there. But mm-hmm. we, but you go to, like... Like, like the, the coasts. There's thing, a lot more than the, the coasts. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you, you go to these places, like Des Moines, Iowa, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, all these... Hayes, Kansas. There are our friends, uh, some kind of nightmare, they, uh, they played Hayes, Kansas, and they got paid, like, out the wazoo, out, you know, like it was, uh, they did really well there. And like, again, it's like we would think Hayes, Kansas. I don't even know where that is on the map. The two bands that come to mind when I think of like Road Warriors or the experience touring, yes. it's your band. Anytime I use that as an example, it's your band and some kind of nightmare. <laughs> well, literally, <laughs> we've had them on the, the show too. Shout out to Shy and Molly, the mom and dad of yeah. the U.S. punk scene. 
literally like we they, they didn't do the show live they were driving punk rock from one show to a, the next and they were in, in the van and so i think right. molly was on the phone so i think shy was the one that was driving yep oh, but that sounds about right <laughs> literally literally i always say that like if it wasn't for them i don't think anybody that's on the road right now on the independent like underground punk rock circuit could tour because Dating back to when I did the 100 shows in 100 days, I printed out their tour posters since I think like 2014 or 15. I printed them out on 11 by 17 pieces of paper and I routed out the 100 shows in 100 days because they literally, until COVID, played about two to 300 shows a year. Yeah. You know, they're always, they're the hardest working touring band. Yeah. Like probably in the world, you know, they do stuff like Black Flag used to back in like the early eighties. Yeah. Eight months out of the year. And when they're not on the road, they're recording. Right. Yeah. If you, it's, if you ever want to find like a dive bar in like West nowhere on a Tuesday that you could play, it's like, you see where some kind of nightmare is playing. Go to Dodge City, Kansas. Even they'll probably even be there. Yeah, um, but no, some kind of nightmare. They're incredible. You yeah. know, I actually um, Dalton, Minnesota. In, in probably like a couple of years or so, I really want to like uh, work on a book on touring, like how to how to like how to get your band on the road, how to start a band and stuff like that. And I always tell them some kind of nightmare that uh, when you open up the book, I'm going to dedicate it to them because right. they just they make it so possible, you know? Like, I even, last time they rolled through, I gave uh, one of my old speaker cabs to Shy, like the guitar player. I had this, like, old Marshall cab. He's gonna, and he was like, hey, man, like, why are you doing this? I'm like, dude, because you make what we all do possible, you right. know? Because they're out there. So I can only tour, you know, six, nine months sometimes out of the year. You know, like, a lot, like, like now post-COVID, we're looking at maybe, like, four, you know, maybe five, you know? And when I'm routing something, they're on the road right now. Right. I can literally message them and be like, hey guys, how is this bar? You know? That was the thing, like, when they, like, stayed at my house, they were talking about how awesome Aces High is, you know? Right. And then here I am at, like, in Salt Lake going to Aces High. So, I just, I can't talk, like, m- I can't give more praise to some kind of nightmare. They're just awesome street punk, great individuals. Um, anybody listening to this podcast, definitely check out their album, Driven Red. It's a really good record. Um, and go out to a show, Dan. Yeah, go Post- out to a show. They're probably them, playing. They're, they're probably <laughs> playing in your, your town house. tonight. Yeah, they're <laughs> probably playing your town or the town over tonight. Let them stay at your house. If you like yoga, you like Molly. Yeah, it's true. And, and if, <laughs> if you, you like beer, you like shy. <laughs> and if you like both, well, then you'll probably like the drummer. And if you, uh, and if they, changes every year. And if they uh, do play your town, I would say always give them a place to stay. You know, that's the one thing that I've learned where it's like there's so much kindness throughout the country. And it's like that's where with them, like the amount of love that I've seen people give that band where I always say that you look at they have maybe 10,000 Facebook likes and all that stuff, which really doesn't mean anything. Uh -uh. But the way you could look at it is those are like 10,000 people that have like put them up for the night, you know, have seen the band, you know, that's 10,000 people that love what Shy and Molly do. Right. You know, they're such great people. Plus, like, on another, the same similar topic, like, for any touring band, it's like, let them stay at your house. Because, I mean, worst comes to worst, if, like, you know, they try and steal something, you can ruin their entire tour. It's true. It's like, what are they, what do you have you, to lose you, except you, a couple? You stole all my money. You stole my safety deposit box. I'm never booking you here again. Oh, and, and like with the power of social media, just that's it. Um, yeah. I'll say uh, there's uh, 
Martine Peterson lives in. Martin. Yeah, Martine Peterson lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis and him and his wife, uh, Stacy, and I think they have some other people involved, run this festival called Punk's Care 2. And uh, Martine, which like it, the whole part, part bleh, bleh, bleh. the whole point of Punk's Care Two is to like uh, uh, fundraise uh, money for like soup kitchens and stuff like that, help okay. the homeless. So it's really cool. It's like a festival. I think it's in like Kentucky or something like that. But anyhow, I digress. Martine always told me that uh, locks only keep honest people out. You know, like he always puts up touring bands and. You know, he's he's seen so many good people come through his house because he kind of has like a little commune type thing he's got a in Memphis. House. You know, that's awesome. And, uh, he's, he's got a little goat farm. Yeah, it's great. It's hilarious. You show up and there's just like wandering goats, and you're like, "This is wild." You know, and there's like a thousand dogs <laughs> there's and a so million many, cats. Oh, it's you know? amazing. So many there's toads. There's like all sorts of creepy crawlies outside. It, you know, it's, it's a wonderful place. If you want, if you people. like herping and you haven't gone to Tennessee, herp in Tennessee. <laughs> Uh, they normally they do do shows there uh, sometimes called uh, they, it's called the Peterson Compound, and uh, they have something called like the Punk Rock Pig Roast, which uh, we really want to play. So we'll probably be on it next year. And every year, like Martine gets this giant pig. You know, there's all the footage, <laughs> and like they roast it on like the coals and stuff. It's like it's really. I mean, sorry if anybody's a member of PETA listening, but it's really cool. <laughs> it's really <laughs> cool. They, they roast They're the not pig. The cool you know? <laughs> not the cool vegans we could say whatever we want <laughs> <laughs> and they normally do have vegan options you know that like martine's very considerate but cool. if you go to the punk rock chili is phenomenal. yeah if you or go to sauce yeah yeah if you go to the punk rock pig roast though and you ask like you're like you don't have any vegan options it's called the punk rock pig roast you know <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know i thought you know more and more vegans are in the punk scene now than i ever could have imagined it's true. It's true. I mean, it's kind of well, been that way since you. the '90s. It's just that more people are talking about them now. Morrissey changed <laughs> everyone's life, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. If you have to bleep that out, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> this is all, this is gonna be edited, right? Uh, nope, yeah. nope. Straight, uh, straight across. Straight. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> all right, awesome. Fuck you, Peter. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. I don't know why Paul McCartney decided to speak for you. People for the eating of tasty animals. <laughs> uh, I know you guys are going to have to hit the road, so before we do, uh, tell us about what's coming up on the next, what are we at, three weeks yes, of your sure. tour, right? And then uh, let's get into what music, because we talked about you guys having put stuff together, oh, right? Yeah, we so should. let's make sure we cover both of those before we... We should probably talk about like the, the normal band stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we, um, the coolest thing that we have coming up, just to kind of probably, probably wrap up the whole tour, you know, we don't have to talk, because we'll be working our way back through Montana and like North Dakota and all that stuff going We've back to Minnesota days. and all that crap. But dude, we're going to Alaska. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We're going to Alaska. We fly out um, this coming week. We're super excited. We're playing uh, Anchorage. We're playing Fairbanks. It's going to, we're so stoked. You That's know? awesome. You know, it's like, it, when I was looking at the logistics, because one of my good friends' band, uh, L. S. Capato, they're a skate punk band based out of Nashville, and L. S. Capato went to Alaska earlier this year, and I wanted to go to Alaska in 2020. I was like working on some contacts and stuff. The tour ended up getting canceled, but when my friend went over recently, I was like, oh, cool. They're, here are like some, they book punk rock bands like in May. They'll definitely book them in October. So we're going over. We're cool. going to play some punk rock in Alaska, you know. Um, 
It was also really affordable to fly out from Seattle. So uh, that was the only because from New Jersey, it's like ridiculous. It's like almost like a thousand dollars a ticket. Wow. You know, but it's under three hundred. It's like two forty, two fifty. We're gonna be in the northwest anyway. We might as just park at our buddy Brett's house and then. Yeah, the there you go. There. That's the thing. We're just gonna like park our van at our friend's house in Seattle, and then we're Shout just gonna out fly to Brett out. Wood. Yeah, Brett Wood. Yeah, Brett. Uh, Brett has West a West Coast Houston. West yeah. Coast Houston. <laughs> He's East Coast Brett. Yeah. Um, Brett's really cool. Brett played in a punk rock band called Burn, Burn, Burn for a long time. Cool. They're from Seattle. That and, was in a band um, called Big Time. And that, yes, he's in this like ska punk band called Big Time. And uh, Big Time is super cool. They're probably going to be releasing their first album next year. Awesome. And uh, definitely anybody listening, keep uh, on the lookout for that. And if you live near Seattle, definitely go to a Big Time show. Um, but anyhow, uh, so we're going to be flying out to Alaska. It should be really cool. You know, uh, it's prime time, I've heard, for the Northern Lights. Which, Ooh. with Felix being a storm chaser, he's there really excited for. Uh, I'll show you the picture of me in front of a tornado before we leave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, his, that's his pickup line. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> if, he, if Felix was an action figure, it'd be like, hey, do you want to see a picture of me in front of a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. All right. Um, would fit with this fucking And then, uh, as far as new music, we have an album that's been in the works. We wrote it during the pandemic. Okay. And, We've been uh, recording most of the first half of the year. Yeah, we finally were able to get into the studio earlier this year because everything leveled out after COVID. Um, all that's left is to do some vocal recording and just some overdubs and stuff. But hopefully that album will be out, I would say, by the fall of next year on vinyl. That's cool. what I'm working at. I know we want to shop it out to some labels, but I'm thinking even when we're shopping it out, we're, uh, we're going to apply to have it pressed, you know, so at least we have it. And then if a label picks us up, it's like, hey, slap your sticker on the record, you know. Like right. we, we already have it because with, with how long it's taking to get vinyl pressed. You know, yeah, I think your average nine months is I, what I'm hearing. Yeah, I've heard that it's kind of dropping to six, which is cool. Oh, but good. It's still, it's still it's a so pretty long up. wait. So, you know, if we get all of our masters submitted in January, February, we still have to, you know, look at just like a wait. Six month. Record store day. That's a, it'll get yeah. super backed up here soon because yeah. now all the popular bands. You want to say popular bands, non-punk bands, mainstream. right? Yeah. Mainstream. There you go. Uh, start going to vinyl. They have been it's the true. last few years, and so they are huge, especially in the record store day. Yeah. And so I, I hear leading up to that, the times gets really backed up. It's very true. I uh, work for a record store back out east uh, called Spin Me Round. You can find, they have a huge selection of records online. It's uh, if you go to spinmeroundstore.com, little plug right there. I mean, hey, they're awesome. They gave us our start. Like when we were uh, playing shows early on in the Dirty Rats career, we used to always play Spin Me Round records. No, but like Spin Me Round doesn't have that many shows, but when there were, it was usually the Dirty Rats. On the yeah, I, w I would run a lot of the Most shows there. Cool. Store. And, um, <laughs> And they're just, it's super awesome record store. That's where I, it's like a revolving door where like when, whenever I get back from tour and I'm like picking up the pieces of my life, uh, like the owner, like he kind of has like this like Brooklyn accent. It's like, you coming back to work? Like, when, are you, when are you coming back? I, I see you're back from tour, you know, I need someone to wrap these boxes and ship them out, you know? Like, <laughs> he's a hoot. He's, he's an absolute. Absolute. For Charlie. I love Charlie and his, uh, his wife, Stephanie. Uh, she's on most of the YouTube videos. If you look up Spin Me Around store and like Steph's just this like, charismatic like full of piss and vinegar individual and like their kids are great they work in the store it's a great like family environment awesome um 
but uh, I digress. Um, but yeah, they, uh, because I work in a record store, um, I know a lot about dealing with record store day, you know, right. because they do like the certain drops and like the pressing does get backed up sometimes. Right. But yeah, we're super stoked for that though, to finally have our, our first album, you know, that'll be next year. You know, like uh, we went, I went on a little tangent about the records and pressing and record stores, but um, hopefully by next fall, you know, fall of 23, uh, we'll have our full-length record out, probably maybe some singles in the spring or something like that. Hopefully you know? there'll be some digital content. That was, uh, that's the thing. We'll definitely, Speaking you know, do the music videos and stuff. And, uh, spinning around, we're very sorry, Charlie. We are still trying to do two, two videos a day, <laughs> but, uh, well. but uh, we're too busy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot <laughs> of times. You can make them for us. <laughs> I eventually want to have someone on tour with us to help with social media because it's really hard when you are the the band because it's a lot of wake up drive, wake up drive, right. play, wake up drive. You know, um, it's like it's it's wild. Someone available that just wants to go tour the U.S. with you guys and they can sell your merch for you. I know. Well, if right? anybody like like hit us up if you wanna just hop in the van. And, uh, we'll, and, and we'll pay you in pizza and number. life experience. You know? Pizza, life experience, and a couple bucks here. And you know, a couple and bucks And you guys, here. literally every time you go out, you're out so many places. They get yeah. to experience. Say, join the army. Join the dirty. Sorry. Join the dirty rats. <laughs> <laughs> join the army. See no, the world. Terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. Uh, another thing that's really exciting is uh, next year is our 10-year anniversary. Oh, so cool. when next time we roll through Salt Lake... We'll have uh, another tour shirt, and it'll be our 10-year anniversary tour. And we're really excited for that. We're going to split it into two tours. Um, a big goal for next year, since we're doing Alaska this year, is uh, we're going to do Hawaii next year. Awesome. I'm going to really work on the logistics for that. Fly out and from you know uh, anywhere on the West Diego Coast, but yeah, yeah, Southern California, like, yeah. I hear the tickets are pretty cheap. That's what, that was the thing. It's like if you go to the West Coast and you want to fly to Hawaii or Alaska, it's a lot cheaper. Right. Um, but you just have to get out there. Yeah. You know? um, because like from New Jersey, it's ridiculous. Right. You know, like uh, for anything, like I think the only thing that's a benefit about the East Coast is flying European. Right. Because then it's more of a straight shot to Europe. Right. Anywhere, you know, go to the Florida and the tickets to the Caribbean or something it's like true. that's going to be cheaper. 100%. If you want to go to South America. Hey, Jamaica, we're coming for you. There you go. <laughs> Actually, we can still hit up those guys from it Barbados. It was true. Yeah, we did. I, I have to hit up those guys. But we had back in uh, 19, uh, right after the 100 shows in 2019, we played with this band called, uh, what was it? Something Superhero? Sundown. Sundown Superhero. And uh, they're from Barbados. They're a punk rock band. And we played with them in Canada. Wow. And they literally were like, you guys should come to Barbados. Like, if you're, like, we'll, we'll, we do a festival and stuff. And maybe now that COVID's dying down, we'll take them up on that. That would be pretty cool to go right? to Barbados. Really cool. You know? I like the rum. <laughs> Barbados is, is pretty great. That, that whole part of the world is pretty great, honestly. That's great. Well, uh, I think we covered just about everything. Before we wrap up, I think I've asked you guys this because you play so many shows. Uh, you have done a few shout-outs to some specific bands, not sp all specific to you playing with them on this tour, but were there any new bands for you guys that you might have played with on this tour that you're like, hey, that was awesome getting to... You know, that's probably a great thing about playing as many shows as you guys do. You get to go out and check out some of those underground bands that might be hard for someone in some other locale to listen to those bands or come across them. Guys, 
check out Orphan Riot. Check out Orphan Riot for sure. Yeah, Orphan Riot's really cool. That's from, uh, uh, South uh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, they're from uh, North Carolina, and it's uh, some high school kids that have like a punk rock band. Cool. Orphan Burlington. Riot's really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, big time pops to mind. My friend Brett's band. Uh, it's a uh, Brett's been as like played in a bajillion bands in uh, Seattle area, but his new band's big time and super cool. If you like Scott punk, um, trying to you, anything come to your mind, Gerard? Um, you know, I'm bad with names. Yeah. All right. I just, well, um, I just want to rep Salt Lake City just, real quick and say, uh, check out Skullfuck. They're really nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, what I would say is, uh, I might just shout out some of my friends. Especially I know if you like doom metal. Some of my friends out there war, war working that you should listen to would be, uh, um, like, Dead Bars is cool. They're, uh, they're from Seattle area. Uh, Boss Daughter from Reno, Nevada. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard. Oh, they, they came through here. That's yeah. why I knew the name. They came through Utah within the last month, I think. 100%. Definitely yeah. they did. Um, some kind of nightmare, always. Always. Uh, El Escapado. Um, uh, on the Cinder is oh, from Buffalo, Buffalo. We had Denver. them on the show. You guys talked about them last yeah. time. That was the first time I played them was one of those two times you guys were on the show. I forget which one. And then it turns out Eric, who started doing the show after, I think, the Chris, second time uh, you were here. Because Chris was doing it originally. But yeah. Chris moved to Bakersfield in California. Oh, wow. So okay. Eric... Uh, who had been on the show because he was playing in the band Suburban Hellkill, who cool. we had on the show, but also did written reviews for Slug Magazine, local magazine here. And wow. he also does his own podcast, Lead Melodies, and Sick. he's in his two other bands now because Suburban Hellkill doesn't play anymore, but he's in his own band singing and uh, all that. So, anyway, oh, Eric does also, the show now. One other thing if you're in San Diego, please go support Demand Less. They are probably. One of my favorite punk rock bands from that area. Please go, please go support them. They don't get enough support. At least demand they didn't get enough support at the show that we played. Well, let's demand more. More for demand less. Demand less. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's. Uh, it's crazy. No, this tour has been really Billy wild. Bats. Uh, Billy Bats, that's Billy a good Bats one. Billy Bats and the Maid Men. Played them Dumb on the show, Georgia. reached out a few years ago. Uh, obviously, they're going to be a little older now, but yeah. young men at young the time. Men. <laughs> I mean, they still young are. men, they're still great. young men, but a little bit older than they were when they started. Symptoms. Symptoms, awesome. I see the shirt. Yeah, that's symptoms nice. Where's Symptoms great. from? Uh, symptoms is from Portland, Oregon. Cool. And uh, they're they also have members cool. everywhere. Yeah, they have members everywhere. That happens as bands get you older. Stayed you stayed with know. Michael in, in Portland and Jacob in Tennessee. Uh, nice. We'll shout out Noogie. Noogie's probably one of the greatest. I was going to say, you probably had them before. Uh, greatest punk rock bands in Texas right now is Noogie. Noogie's awesome. They've been but to Salt Lake. They, they, uh, they, they have a, a few Anthony's shows. Amazing. Oh, they're on the lineup for Sounds of the Street. That just got yeah, released, yeah, and they're on that released. lineup. Yeah. Um, another one that's great is uh, Doc Rotten. They're awesome. Like our Love Doc boys. Rotten. Their album that came out this year, yeah. definitely one of my favorites of the year so far. I'm also I'm gonna shout out just because like the band is kind of on hiatus, but I love the band. Let's There's Hana Hana Lee from uh, New Jersey. The band is Hana Lee with like one N, and like Hana Lee, they have a record called uh, what is it? Um, 33 on 45 or like uh, 45 on 33, kind of like making fun of the RPMs. Right. And that record is so good. It's not on Spotify, but it's on YouTube. Is those guys? They don't really. 
they're kind of because they're like in their 40s now and they don't really care that much but that record i think it's like five six years old it's such a good record that's um, awesome and it's Hanalee from new jersey cool uh crypt keeper five i'll shout out to yeah. they've been around forever oh, they're he's from back home they're kind of like it's almost like if you think danzig misfits mixed with like bruce springsteen Wow, a little bit of Gaslight Anthem too, because uh, the guy um, Johnny Ott that sings has a real kind of Danzig esque voice. Okay, um, he almost like Danzig meets Jack White too. He has a really unique voice, and uh, the band just has a lot of orchestration. Um, super cool band, Cryptkeeper Five. Cool, uh, they've been around forever, um, over twenty years. So That's definitely awesome. worth checking out. Um, yeah, I think that. We cover a lot of it, you know, trying to think. Who's another hard-working touring band? I think we might have named a lot of the ones we know. <laughs> well, if we're forgetting somebody. If we forgot I'm going to ask you again I apologize. on I the apologize. next time you guys come around. So I, I only start have a preparing that list for the next time, and then you won't have to worry about forgetting anybody. It, is er- <laughs> it, is, it was early in the morning when we did this, and we did party pretty hard last night at the, at the house show and at Aces High. So I'm just like, my brain's like the hamster's just on the wheel. <laughs> He's kind of just chilling. His buddy's on the he, wheel. He was running on the wheel for a minute when I was talking about the tour, and now he's just he like looking at me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, I appreciate you stopping in uh, this time on Salt Lake. I'm looking forward to uh, time number four on the show. I think we, we just had T. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, T. Soprano from Italian Blood. Oh, Italian Blood. I've heard of Italian Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're they going on, on tour, right? Uh, they're playing a couple shows. They're okay. from the Baltimore area, but they're okay. playing some shows. I think they're playing one in Philly not too long from now, something like that. Anyway, uh, he just hit us up for the third time on the show. It's your third time on the show. That's the, that's the elite class of the show. There's, we've, uh, I think, Step 13 made it three times on the show as well. So there's only a few bands that have made it three, so we're looking forward to four. We'll <laughs> <laughs> do it. No, I, I appreciate. I like. We'll be so happy to come back. It'll be our ten-year anniversary. So that's super cool. I mean, we oh, right. we're not that old. We started the band when we were young idiots. You know, like, we <laughs> went from the garage, you know, to the to the to the national DIY touring. You know, so we, skipped we just have cars skills, and jobs so. now. That's the only difference. <laughs> Shout out to my job. Hi, Greg. Repping, living my best cigar Jesus. life. What up, Ray? <laughs> All right, fellas, enjoy the next... All my students, if you're listening to this, one day you too can be on this podcast. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Enjoy the rest of that tour. Three more weeks left, and I look forward to the next one. Yeah, we'll tell you how Alaska is next time we roll I look forward to hearing that, because I have never had anybody from Alaska on the show First off, and next time on the SLC podcast. <laughs> I've never had anybody tell me about a show that they have done in Alaska, so yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. No, I think uh, hopefully we'll meet a band and they'll come on the podcast. You know, right? I'll definitely. I'll t- if I, if uh, anybody's like super cool over there, um, well, hopefully not Dude, if. When, when we meet somebody super cool over there, I'll right? definitely send them your way, Dustin. Absolutely. Uh, this was awesome. I always love stopping by. Absolutely. Well, thanks, gentlemen. You have a great time on the rest of the tour. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. One, two, one, two, three, four, go. So 
I did see And he said he had a bag With my friend's virginity So I picked up the nearest object That I didn't see And it was a rotten Banana And I smacked him with In the face A deuce And it splattered All over the place Well he He told me He was gonna get his mommy and daddy To beat the living piss Out of me So I picked up the nearest object that I didn't see And it was a rotten banana That I smacked him with in the face A widow's And it splattered All over that place Yeah! Houston and the Dirty Rats. Thanks again to all of those gentlemen. They are out finishing that tour. Three weeks left. That's why we're getting this posted. So all of you who didn't know, you're going to know. Get out to those shows. That interview was awesome. As you heard, we talked about all the bands we had had played. We're going to play a handful more of those bands along the way. Uh, bands that they've met, bands that they enjoy seeing, and, you know, great people in those bands. Uh, it's really awesome. Looking forward to the new music that they're playing. Uh, Froyline hadn't played that one yet, and Banana Song hadn't played that one over here on the show yet either. That came off of the Rat EP+. Plus. So, again, you can go check out at Houston Dirty Rats over on Instagram and Facebook. You can see where they're going to be. Uh, there is There is some... Uh, capabilities there uh, for you to find out where exactly Houston and the Dirty Rats are going to play. And you know what? I will tell you in case you're curious on what's left of that tour. But first, we're going to play another one of those bands that they talked about, this one being the band from Bridgetown Barbados. The band is Sundown Superhero. Hopefully Houston and the Dirty Rats get out to Barbados to play that show. That would be awesome. Sundown Superhero released For What It's Worth, May 17th of 2019. You can go find them at Sundown Superhero on both Instagram and Facebook. Nice and easy. And I came across the band. Heard that this is the song if you want to check them out. So let's check out the song. This song is called Endless Summer off of For What It's Worth. Gotta learn to crawl. Cut it! 
superhero that was endless summer cool band probably the first band i think i played on the show from barbados so uh great suggestion i enjoy asking the bands to get out especially bands that get to go out and play like houston and the dirty rats uh real quick their coast to coast u.s tour started in highlands new jersey way back on august 16th yes we are now into uh almost october tomorrow's october tonight they're playing in Boise, I'm going to get this out, but you probably won't hear the episode before you have an op- opportunity to go to Boise. But they did mention that Wenatachi, Wenatachi, I don't know how you say it, in Washington show uh, tomorrow on the 1st, plus Tacoma, and then Seattle. And then they'll be flying up to those Alaska shows. Uh, they have Anchorage, Fairbanks, Talkeetna, and Anchorage again on the 3rd, 6th, 7th, and 8th. That is, uh, oh wait, no, I have that wrong. 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. That makes more sense in Alaska. So hopefully they enjoy that. That's pretty awesome. Like I said in the interview, don't get to hear too many bands that are making their way up there. But on their way back, they'll also be hitting Coeur d'Alene, Idaho on the 11th, Billings in Montana, Bismarck, North Dakota, St. Cloud, Anoka, Milwaukee, Chicago, Columbus, Sandusky, Detroit, Buffalo, and Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre, 
I don't know how you say that. On October 23rd uh, in Pennsylvania, that's where they'll be wrapping up. Uh, so check them out. Go check out Spin Me Round Records, uh, just like they were saying during the interview. Uh, good stuff. Go check out the band if you haven't. If you've got to already, awesome. And let's get into some more music. We're going to wrap up the show with a couple more tracks. El Escapado was a band they mentioned. They are from Nashville, Tennessee, and Arizona. The band's a little bit spread out at this point. El Escapado released the Not So Full full length EP. <laughs> They released that July 28th of 2018. The band started in 2015, so seven years later, like I say. band's a little, little bit spread out. You can go find them over on Facebook at El Escapado and at El Escapado Punk on Instagram. We're going to check out a track from the not-so-full full-length EP. It's called Sedition. Edition. Uh, good stuff there that was coming out from Nashville and Arizona all at one time. Uh, we're going to play a band from Seattle now. Uh, the band is Burn, Burn, Burn. The band Burn, Burn, Burn 
is was a band from 2010 through 2020, no longer a band. The West Coast, Houston, or he's the Brett that makes Houston the East Coast Brett that we were talking about in the interview was in this band, Burn, Burn, Burn. Uh, something new from him will be coming uh, under the name Big Time. Sounds like early into next year. Didn't have anything available for them, so we're going to play Burn, Burn, Burn off of their album Chosen Family. They released that at the end of their tenure, 10-year, uh, uh, February 7th, 27th, rather, of 2019. And this particular band was, or album, rather, was actually co-released on Asteroid M Records out of Vegas. We love them. We play a bunch of their stuff. Just did on a recent episode. And it was also co-released with uh, Tiny Dragon Music. We played stuff from them as well. Uh, the Seattle band can be found at Burn, Burn, Burn Music over on Facebook and at Burn, Burn, Burn underscore official. I feel like I might have said four burns if I did. It's only three burns. It's burn three times. Burn X3, Burn, Burn, Burn. Uh, go look them up. Go check out Chosen Family. And off of that album, we're going to check out together Gold Chains and Party Shirts. <laughs>
party shirts. Yes, burn, burn, burn. Uh, we were talking about direct hit during the episode, and it kind of gave, you know, little similarities there. Not like identical or anything, but uh, heard some similarities to direct hit in that. So go check out Burn, Burn, Burn. Obviously not a lot new happening as the band members have done, moved on, other projects and so forth. But do it. They're cool. Hope you've enjoyed all of the bands on this episode. We're going to play one more that they mentioned, a band I enjoy that I started playing, I think it was earlier this year, was something new that they put out. Uh, so I went back to uh, their previous EP. The band is Orphan Riot out of Burlington in North Carolina. They released on October 22nd of 2020, so just a little bit less than two years ago, an EP called 37. Not sure the significance of it, but... Uh, the band did start in 2017, and this EP is a document of American life in the chaos that is 2020. As you heard, the release date was October 22nd of 2020. So, you know, six months or so post-pandemic, stuff recorded probably in the wake of the, the early stages and all the other crazy shit that was going on besides just the pandemic. So, uh, there's four tracks there. I definitely recommend checking them out. At Orphan Riot on both Instagram and Facebook. The track that we're going to check out of the four from 37 is High Cost of Living. Last one of the show, so here we go. Then, out of fucking nowhere, I'll have to redo the last album. But it's Ava! <laughs>
Orphan Riot, High Cost of Living. That's good stuff. Go check out that band. Go check out all the bands and definitely get out there and check out Houston and Dirty Rats. I want to thank them again for uh, letting me know they were in town, stopping by, and I am looking forward to the next one. It'll be time number four and three same members uh, showing up next time, <laughs> possibly in different drummers, so maybe somebody new still, but three of the same members I expect to see. That's, that's the expectation, fellas. All right, I, I also look forward to hearing about those Alaska shows. Get out there, check them out, and you know what? Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hopefully you enjoyed this bonus episode. Play the fucking outro. Outro.